Hey loves, welcome to another episode of Tuesday Testimony with Queen Mo. I am your girl, Queen Mo. I'm so excited for this episode, guys. I prayed on it. Um, I had to make sure that I presented this in the best possible way. It's a very sensitive topic, but also a very powerful topic that my guest tonight is going to be sharing. Her name is Kizzy Jackson, CEO of Seek, and I cannot wait until you hear her story of how she overcame domestic violence, became an advocate, and also started a business. So let's give it up for this warrior queen. I am so proud of her. I'm so excited for what God has for her life. And let's get right into the show. Wherever you're listening from, please do not forget to rate it, leave a comment, subscribe. Thank you so much. Bye. Jackson for joining us on Tuesday Testimony with Queen Mo. I am so happy and excited to have you on the show today. I'm so happy for people to hear your story and just thank you so much for being here. Thank you and you're welcome. <laughs> and Kizzy Jackson is founder of S-E-E-K. She's going to tell you all about it. It's a great business. Wait till you guys hear the story, be ready to support and shop and do all it is that we do for our people. So we are going to get right into the interview and thank you again for coming. No problem. <laughs> like before you gave your life to Christ. What was my life like before I gave my life to Christ? <laughs> how was your attitude? Like how was how was this, like, how you felt about yourself or anything? Like, for me, day-to-day, I'll give my example. Before I gave my life to Christ, I was a hot mess. Um, like, I was crazy. I was on goal. You know, I didn't get very, like, protective, defensive. I would get off on just, like, cutting you down with what I can say. Mm. You know? I realized like strength and just reading more into the Bible, strength is holding back. It's not releasing. True. Um, I am not gonna lie about that. Sometimes I still have issues. I have that fight with myself about not saying nothing. But um when I was younger, I I was whoa. That's all I can say. Anything I felt I was big and bad enough to do, I was doing it. I was always in the clubs. I was always drinking. Like, that was my thing. You couldn't stop me from doing what I was doing. I have calmed down a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I calmed down a lot. My thing was that, like, don't come for me because my mouth spit razor blades. And it still can, but they're a little dull now, so it's better. I, I can identify, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and when did you give your life to Christ and why? You know, that's a touch and go question for me because when I thought about it, um, I was born into this. Like, it, it was nothing I could do about it. I, my mom been in 
church all my life. I don't know how long she's been in church in general, but she's been in church all my life, and it, that was all I knew. Um, I grew up in the church um, under um, Superintendent Brown at Greater St. Paul Church of God of Christ in Belgley, and um, that was before my brother got his church in Stewart, Florida. So now me, my mom, my sister, all of us are a part of him. So I, I've always been there. But you know what we do when we know there's a calling? We run. Right. And we church. Reviving Anointed Word Ministries. Um, we call it RAW for short. And that's in Stewart, Florida, right? In Stewart, Florida, under the leadership of pastor and co-pastor Shara and Toshiva Jackson. Love y'all. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Um, said if you cannot open the bible and read in the beginning god created heaven and earth and believe that then you might as well close the bible and walk away okay. so are you right <laughs> he, gave, he gave your whole life they gave your whole life baby you- yeah so hey i mean the the belief started from there, but the the well not from there, but you know it's always been there. But that opened up a lot for me to hear that because it made a lot of sense. But the uh, encounter is it depends on what you count as an encounter because when I was younger, I I've always had dreams, I've always had stuff, and I, I didn't like it. I really didn't like it. I didn't want to see it. I, w- I would tell my brother sometimes when I tell him about my dreams, I'd be like, I, I don't want to see that. Right. And he was like, well, you know, your mom birthed six prophets and prophetesses. There's nothing you could do about it. I was like, well, I don't want that gift. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be responsible for that. So the first time one of my dreams came true, I would say, would probably be the first encounter for me. Wow. I like that. One of the most difficult times in your life that Christ helped you to overcome. Um, what he's still helping me with now is coming out of an abusive relationship. I would have to say that I am much better now than I even was a few months ago. Um, yeah, that that was pretty hard. 
But every day I'm gaining more confidence. The more that I do, the more that I act on certain things, the more that I talk, I'm getting better and better every day with that. And I know that's through Christ who strengthens me because I was quiet. I wouldn't say a word. Um, they had to try to beat certain things out of me, so to speak, because I, I wouldn't say anything. And so I know that was hard family also especially like they know what's going on but not necessarily know what's going on because I'm not saying anything all I can do is see bruises or see how my attitude is changing and things like that so now I am getting much better I'm much better as a fighter now so to speak and an advocate so yeah I know I told you like four times. I'm like, I'm just so proud of you. Like, you're just crazy girl. But- and I appreciate it so much to tell people or to talk to people about certain things. And, and they tell me that and don't even know me. I get so excited. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, that's a, this is a very brave topic. And I just want you to know that I'm just so humbled um, by you even, you know, allowing me to share this story and you share it with on this platform. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Big step. And I'm so proud of you. And I just know this is going to help someone else. And if it's, if it's not going to help them in that situation, it's going to help them um, handle people who are in that situation with more care and more grace. Yes. Yes. That is my goal also. So you're doing it. Thank you. How is your life different now that you found Christ and that you are overcoming this difficult time? I am slow to speak. I would say that. I'm a little slow to speak because before you would tell me something and I have a comeback right away. But now I am I listen a little bit more and I'm I'm kind of careful with what I say because sometimes people need to hear certain things. They don't need to hear the quick comebacks. They don't need to hear the attitude and the rolling of the necks and the snapping of the fingers. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So now I'm a little more slow to speak, slow to have a comeback. I actually think about what I say now, because before my mom used to tell me all the time, girl, you have no filter. Whatever come up, come out. But it sounds like you're slower to speak, um, like controlling your anger as well, because like words could be angry, but it sounds to me like you're very much more compassionate. I am. And um, I, I always have been, actually, when you first meet me, I come off as everybody think I'm mean, but I'm actually not. Uh, um, I can be mean, <laughs> but most of the time, I'm a sweetheart, especially if um, I really care about you. I, I wear my heart on my sleeve, and I've noticed that 
it's easier for people to take advantage of you that way. But I'm, I don't want to change. I like being compassionate. I don't want to cut it off, even though I know what some people are doing. I don't want to cut that off because I like being who I am. It's me. That is me. That's who I've always been. That's who I'm always going to be. And I think that's going to help me a lot um, in the field that I'm going into for work and with SEEK. I really think that's going to help because you you have to, you can't just come off rude and nasty to everybody. Some people take compassion before they can open up. You You can't always have a normal conversation with everybody because everybody don't see it that way. You have to come down on a level that they can understand, that they can touch and agree with. Yes. Yeah, it, it took some learning. It took, it took some adult years to get to that with them because Deliverance, man. Shout out to Jesus. Amen. <laughs> I can totally identify and it's just awesome that we can look back now and be like, wow. I probably a lot about with enough but it comes from not being able to express my emotions as well either um to try not to appear um weak mm. kind of instilled in me my mom was always like you never show people what you're thinking and you never show your emotions so it was just like at that point what did you show them <laughs> girl that's that's a good question because I I've always been the type if you don't know want to know don't ask me because I mean I what do you want me to tell you I'm not gonna try to make you feel the way you want to feel I, I'm gonna tell you the straight and honest truth about what I think about what you asked me right I'm I'm not here to boost your ego or to let you know what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear. (laughs) (laughs) From your point of view, huh? (laughs) Exactly. You might be mad at me, but I still love you. (laughs) (laughs) So what should I ask you that I don't think you get asked enough? Like, what is the question that nobody asks you enough that you would love to answer? That would probably be um hmm how can I wear this uh <laughs> you go with whatever feels good to you with the awareness I think that's what it is like people don't ask me well how can I be more aware or compassionate to the situation um to the domestic abuse situation because um, and I was one of those. I'm not going to lie. I was one of those before I actually got in it. Like, girl, how you let that happen? Like, no, you was always like, so your attitude and your toughness and how you got in that. And to me now I, and to every woman I ever said that to upon finding out, I am so sorry, honey, because I didn't understand. Um, and now that I do understand 
I want to get it more out there, the awareness and how it happens because it doesn't happen the way people think that it happens. And I need for them to be a little more understanding because to us, it sounds like you're blaming us all over again after our abuser has or our narcissist has already blamed us for everything that has gone wrong, including you abusing me. Wow, that's a great point. thank you I mean a lot of people don't understand and I I just wanted to get that out there because it's not just oh he hit me and I'm still in love silly girl haha no it's not like that there are levels to it they know what they're doing they know how to talk you into certain things use your emotions and also some of the situations that you're going through and it's kind of like blackmail oh so you did this you know so you owe me this type of thing right so true so true i'm trying not to touch on it till we get that okay (laughs) what makes you feel inspired or make you feel like your best self um, you know, to see people that I don't even know when I when I tell them about what I do or give them my card and for them to just be like, Oh, really? I, I think you're doing a great job. There was this lady I was trying to get a banner made and um for my first awareness rally slash fundraiser and I went I just happened to go to Walgreens and um she made me a little small little um banner and she was looking at it she was like oh this is pretty what where did you what is this for so I explained to her what seek was and she started crying and I was so scared I was like oh my god what did I do I was like I'm I'm sorry I didn't mean to make you cry she was like no I love what you're doing, what you stand for. And she didn't even know me. And she was like, I'm so proud of you. And I love that a sister is trying to help pull another sister out of up out of something and encourage her. I was like, oh, and she almost made me cry. <laughs> so you are the light at the end of the tunnel. Say that one more time are the light at the end of the tunnel. You telling your story is showing somebody who's in the darkness that it's light at you know people always say it's light at the end of the tunnel when you in that tunnel. Yeah. Like baby somebody here for me. Like who can come help me? I don't see the light. But you're showing them by just sharing your story and your company and what you stand for that you are that light. This is how it can be at the end of that tunnel. And I think that's so awesome and so encouraging. So everybody out there who is encouraging um, people like me and other people that's in other situations that's trying to grow out of it and bring others with them, please keep encouraging us because we love it. Yes, we do. 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 Yes
we love it and it helps when we get in those dark moments that nobody we feel like nobody wants to help because your anxiety does get to you and it's gonna tell you things like girl ain't nobody gonna listen nobody gonna do this don't listen to the voices don't listen to the voices y'all just please and everybody who supports us keep supporting us because we need that it builds us up it gives us the love the heart and the encouragement to keep doing this so let's go into you telling us about your awesome awesome business speak yes so speak actually stands for searching for everlasting and excellent kindness um it's a program i want to turn it into a nonprofit eventually but right now what we do is well what i do until i get some staff <laughs> what we do is um we do awareness um i try to do rallies like awareness rallies i want to work with more women um and men doesn't matter men women men you can jump on this bandwagon too um to put the word out there more awareness for domestic violence uh right now to fun seek i um i do art i do a lot of art <laughs> i make jewelry i do um resin art i actually i do canvases that's more abstract art and it's all to while I'm out trying to promote, um, trying to bring awareness, trying to get people that I can work with so we can make it big. Because I want the, there was a campaign a few years back and I was like, that campaign just disappeared out of nowhere. But it was about domestic violence and it was letting people know that they can speak out it was all over bus stops and all type of stuff. And then it just disappeared. I, I am here to bring that back because it's affecting our teenagers. It's affecting men. It's affecting women. No matter where you are, no matter how you was raised, it doesn't matter. Like people are getting into this and don't know how to get themselves out or are afraid to get themselves out. And I just want to help. I don't want them to be afraid. I also sell um, self-defense weapons, tasers, pepper sprays, things like that, because I don't want any woman, man or child, well, I can't technically sell it to the children, but <laughs> I don't want them to feel like they can't fight back. Right, right. Awesome. Awesome. So what you're working on this year for speak what i'm working on this year is i am actually trying to reach out to um different schools and things like that to um see if i can have like an awareness with some of the kids because their tiktok um i've been seeing a lot of videos where it's just like this toxic thing happening in the video and you read the comments and they're like oh if if he don't love me like that I don't want it sweetheart that's not love 
And I need for them to start learning at an early age that some things, yeah. no ma'am, is not acceptable. No, sir, that's not acceptable. And I need for them to know so they're not growing into thinking that that's acceptable and then they just find themselves in chaos. Yeah, because that's what they saw and think that that's love, that's scary. I think that's awesome though. School yeah. away, I, would all, I would say, um, I don't know if you're on TikTok, um, but I would say make short videos on TikTok as well of awareness. I am on TikTok. I have not made not one video. <laughs> TikTok is where it's at right now. <laughs> yes, it is. But I am. Uh, I got to come outside of myself a little bit more to be out in front. Right. Oh, yeah, like that. Because that makes me so nervous. And I forget everything I'm about to say. So... <laughs> Or, I gotta get used to it. Or you can use like other, um, you know, different pictures and stuff like that. But some, some of them you never see the people at all. Yes. You get the information, so don't let that stop you. Your information is good, and when you're ready to come out, you'll come out. Right. And that's why I really want to start with the rallies first. I actually put my logo out on everything because when seek comes you know i want my reputation to precede me so when everybody do see the building see the offices see the transitional housing that's gonna come and all that when you see when they see that they know oh that's that girl that's that girl that's kizzy that's seek right there i know about seek i i need that to happen i need it to be popular first so I think my plan is kind of working. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. You better go with your bad self. <laughs> what is the best compliment that you've ever received? Wow. You know what it was? And I put it on Facebook not long ago. I, My sister actually bought um some resin art that I had made and she has it displayed in her house that was the biggest compliment to me to have something that I made on display in my family's house because sometimes your family and you yourself can be the hardest on you right so yeah so to have her have that display and my brother one of my brothers um have something I made for him displayed in the church office and another one of my brothers has commissioned me to do an abstract painting for him the family loves and to have them at my um my rally was that was the biggest compliment of all I love it I love that I love every time I walk in my sister's house, I see that painting. Every time I walk in the, I mean, I'm sorry, not the painting. My brother has the painting. Um, to see my art that I did for her, she got candle holders and coasters. And then every time I walk into my brother's church office to see that painting that I made him on the wall, that just does my heart so much good. Girl, you got me tearing up over here. That's- I'm sorry. <laughs> No, no, but that's awesome. Like, I'm the same way. Like, 
with my business, um, my business, when my family come out and support me and my family purchase from me, that's like the biggest, that's like a celebrity came through for me. Right. You can say Nicki Minaj came and just purchased Shot My Lavish. Like, to me, to see them and they're proud of me, that, that means everything. So I'm so glad you're able to experience that as well with your family. Yeah. Thank you. And for me, it's my people. <laughs> um, if you can turn back time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell her? Do everything exactly the same. And I know that sounds crazy because most people would be like, uh-uh, if I was 18 again and I know what I know now, I would do it all over again. But I wouldn't because I, if I did, I wouldn't be the person who I became today. I wouldn't have the vision of Seek. I wouldn't be trying to help other women if I changed anything. So, no, I wouldn't change a thing. Would not. Alrighty. Well, please tell our listeners how they can connect with you and with Seek. Sure. Um, I am on Facebook at Kizzy Jackson, K-I-Z-Z-I, Jackson, J-A-C-K-S-O-N. Um, you will see the picture of my logo, which is Seek. Yeah. And it has two eyes. <laughs> two <laughs> eyes, like human eyes. It's really cute. <laughs> or you can say that one more time. I'm sorry. I said it is. I love it. Oh, thank you. There's a story behind that. Um, or you can email me. I'm going to tell you the story. Uh, you can email me at my first and last name, Kizzy Jackson at yahoo.com. I'm so sorry, guys. I don't have a website as of yet, um, but it's coming. But anytime you reach out to me on email or message me on Facebook. I will get back to you. I will give you my personal number. And if you want to make an order or if you just want to talk about anything, or if you want me to come and be a vendor, or if you want me to speak at an engagement for you, just reach out. I promise you, I'm going to do my best to be there. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> but I will tell you about the logo. Um, the reason why I have the two human eyes in the E's is because when I came up with the logo, I was like, okay, I need eyes. It, it does fit in with the name Seek because, you know, C is in there and it's with eyes. But I needed some warm and compassionate eyes. So my designer who's a beautiful young lady, and I love her so much. Um, she made sure to do exactly as I asked, and I told her I need compassionate, warm eyes because the first thing that I used to see was a change in his eyes when things got dark. Wow. And I'm quite sure um, other women or other men who've been in a relationship like that, or even children, 
even if it's just, even if it's family, a person who angers, you see a change in their eyes first. And that was the worst part for me to look in to the eyes of somebody that I loved who say that they love me and see that type of anger and like hatred for lack of a better word when they're looking at you. Yeah. Ooh. That was good. That was good. My mom would always tell me, even even with anger, she would say everything is in the eye. Because I would be like, how do you read everybody? When our family speaks, I ain't tell nobody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your mom, like me, my sister just saying, like, she can size you up within five minutes. But she told me, she said, everything is in the eyes, mommy that you can tell if a person is a little off, you can tell if a person, you know, is, is like dark or angry, just look in the eye. Yes. And I would be like, what? And a lot of times when I would meet people, I didn't like to look in the eyes because I knew it was going to tell me. Mm. Like, anytime I had a crush on a guy, I could not tell you his eye color or anything because I didn't want to look. I just <laughs> be naive to be quite honest <laughs> I just wanted to be naive because I know if I actually really looked I would see it mm. and so you just brought up that great point because you can have they can have that loving eyes and you know everything is moving with butterflies in the beginning and then when that when their eyes change it's like a light leaves out yeah that's great that you would like to welcome the eye <laughs> when, uh, when they see your logo because that's what you are like you're bringing warmth you're bringing energy you're bringing compassion total opposite yes in the business. and I wanted to portray that in, in the logo I really did because I, I want them to know when those buildings do come, yes, I'm speaking my affirmations. When those buildings do come and when they see that sign and they know there's compassion inside these walls and you're safe. Yes. That's so true. Um, I was going to ask you a question, but I want to see if there's any resources um, that you would know offhand if someone was actually going through. Um, the one everybody is different and I know that um, some people don't want to talk but there are actually um, what are those support groups right. sometimes you can find some for free um, on the internet, if you look them up, where you can actually go and meet in person. Um, I had a lady tell me about one, and I'm so sorry, guys, I forgot the name, but it's in um, downtown West Palm Beach. Um, I also know um, a counselor, and it's, it's your choice of who you want to speak to. He does pastoral and um mental health and his name is Atiba Adams. I have his flyer on my Facebook. I can send it to you if you want to put it out. Sure. 
Um, and I have a, we have, if it's for women, we have a church group for women and we meet once a month on Saturday. I think it, I want to say it's the third Saturday. Every, every day is running into each other right now for me because I'm a little busy. But I want to say it's the third Saturday and the subject right now is getting back to her. Um, so we're doing activities and stuff. And I'm sorry, guys, you would have to travel. It's to Stuart. But we are going to make you feel comfortable. And it's it's all about getting comfortable within yourself. And we talk about things. We do activities um, to help bring her out to take care of her. Uh, because we all need to be taken care of. So I, my co-pastor is wonderful. I can get people in touch with her if you just need somebody to talk to and it will not go beyond her hearing. She She's that awesome type of person. So, yeah. Okay. I'm taking notes too. And if, um, if you have a chance, you can email it to me and I can put some of the resources or at least just a, a link um, to something so that way when they hear the recording that they'll be able to go over some stuff. Definitely. Um, all your basic information and stuff in there as well. Um, two more questions and then you out, girl. You're doing good. <laughs> I, I think like I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> Are you good over there? Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, you know what? It was another question. What should someone first say? What should be someone's um, most comforting response that they can give someone who's coming out telling them that they are in a domestic violence situation? I know we tapped on some of that, and I forgot to add that in. But what would be, I guess, if you were coming out or if I was coming, if anybody was coming out, what would be the best response? in your opinion, uh, for a person that's saying that they're going through a domestic violence relationship? Don't say anything. Just be there. Let them know that you are a comfort because I didn't want to hear anything because I didn't want somebody's opinion on my life, on what I did type of thing. But if you're just there and let them come around and start talking to you, it's much better than trying to start off the conversation. It really is because a lot of us, when we come out, we don't want to talk because there's a shame um, connected with it. So we have to be ready to speak on our own. We're not just going to talk. And I myself had to learn that also with um, dealing with, with the a young lady that I was talking to at first. And I was like, when I started talking, I felt so much better. So don't you want to talk? And she was like, no, not right now. It's embarrassing. It's shameful. And I can't believe I let something like that happen to me. How did I get here? And I had to think about it when I was first coming out. Even when I was in, I was asking myself, those same questions and blaming myself the same way. And I had to think about that. And I was like, you know what? It was better 
for somebody to just sit with me and do things with me and try to understand the the PTSD that came from behind it, the anxiousness that came from behind it, the depression that came from behind it. I needed people to understand instead of blame or accuse. So yeah, just have that compassion, just sit with them and let them start off the conversation. Let them talk to you when they vent, just listen. Yeah. Cause they're gonna say some things and you're gonna be like, oh my God. And you're gonna wanna say something. Yeah. But just just let them vent. There's a time and a place for every everything, and you will know when it's time for you to say what you needed to say because you'll see the person starting to heal. And now you know they will understand better when you talk. You're welcome. To add to, um, like she said, don't say anything because the person is most of the time they by that person that's abusing them have said every negative thing under the sun to them. Mm-hmm. That they could have said that was going to break them down because their whole mission is to break you down mentally, spiritually, physically, everything, until you just rely on them. So when you go to questioning them and asking them questions, they're going to have to relive that all over again because they've most of the time already said that nobody's going to believe you. Yes. Nobody is going to think that this is happening. If you've seen us on social media, if you've seen this and that, we look happy. So they're going to think it's you. Yeah. Um, that they could they could manipulate and maneuver that perception that it's all perfect. So remember that. Like they've all they're already dealing with their internal and they still have those voices in their head what the other people said to them. And so questions you're gonna reinforce that and that's the last thing that they need. Yes, exactly. And it is I don't want that for anybody who went through that. I don't want for them to constantly relive that trauma any more than they have to because you're going to go through it when you're coming out and you're going to, there are certain things that are going to trigger you and put you back in a situation where it's kind of like you go into shock. Um, and you relive the moment that whatever you were looking at at that time, it could be a butterfly flying by and something happened between you and that person that you saw a butterfly flying by that day and you go back to that time all over again. And yeah, it, it's a constant thing to constantly go through and it's hard to come out of but the more you come out the better you're going to feel that's one thing that I can say the more you come out the better you're going to feel and um, talking with people really help when it's the right people don't come out to to the wrong person if this person um, that you're coming out to give you any type of toxic feedback before you can get anything out, stop right then and there. Don't tell them anything else. Amen. Lord God. That's so true. That's 
expectant and lean on the word. Press into the Bible. Press into God. Yes, ma'am. Because I, I did feel um, during the relationship, like some of some of the times, our worst uh, fights or arguments or whatever were on a Saturday night or a Sunday morning. So I stopped going to church because I was like, I can't go to church like this. But once I got out of that and I just went through the fight of, well, I'm going to church whether you want me to or not. Leave me alone. I'm going to church. I felt better. I felt a lot better going back to church. I needed that. Because they know. They know where you get your strength from. Yeah. I just eternal <laughs> strength that you can't tap into this by yourself. You can't tap into that that strength because he's going to show you who you are in him. Mm-hmm. You only know who you are out there in the world. Yes, ma'am. Definitely, because your girl's out there, the life of the party. <laughs> but the joy and the strength that he gives you, that comes from him. That's everlasting. You can't shake it. You can't move it. It does not come with conditions. That he's going to give, give you is going to build you up. So the last thing they want you to do is go to church. Yes, ma'am. That's the last thing they want you to do. Are you going to pray? No, because you're, you're tapping into your sources. Definitely. So I just wanted to say that as well. If you can't get out, if you can't do, you know, all the things, tap into him. Ask him to but I can't do it by myself. I'm going to need you to help me with this. And to Go ahead. No, that was it. I was just going to say, just lean on him. Man is good, but God is never going to let you. Amen. And to add, I'm glad you just said that man is good, but God is never going to let you down. Um, Because (laughs) I had an issue with that, um, with the coming back. Oh, I'm so sorry. And we can work on it. Let's go to church together. Let's pray together. Yeah. Be careful of that entanglement right there, because that's all it is. And it's a way of keeping you from going because oh yeah they say that but then when it's time to go oh I'm just not ready yet well why can't you just stay home with me today let's just do this do that at home don't fall for it yeah yeah study you a lot of people dating somebody they're studying you they're they're studying how much you're gonna take um how far they can go what is Mm -hmm. your women at the beginning we're going to tell you oh, I want a family I want this this and that whatever you tell them at the beginning another thing I just learned from dating don't tell them what you're looking for as a person mm. don't give them anything don't even give them your background on where you came from because everything to them at that point is gathering information just like if you go to somebody's website and they say what's your email address and where you live and they're gathering data yes they can be this this ideal person that you have in your head for only a short short term. It's only a short yeah. Time. You'd be there for twelve years, and you're never gonna see that person you saw at the beginning again because that person didn't exist. You're right about that. <laughs> that was the math. That was to bring you in. <laughs> that was to get you in. The-
Yeah. And that's the thing that actually keeps you there as long as you are there because you remember how it was in the beginning, the honeymoon phase, they call it. You remember how it was then and you, you just try your hardest to get back to that because you know how you were and you was like, we was we was happy. What happened? Yeah. Type of thing. So I, I think that's how women and men for that matter get trapped in a loop. Yeah. Um because they remember that. I hear it all the time. I was the same way. Just with any relationship, everybody would always say, it's so good at the beginning. I was like, you know how many times you can write a book on it was so good at the beginning? <laughs> it was, everything was good at the beginning. If it wasn't, why would you do it? But it was one of my church sisters that um, she was revealing to me that somebody wasn't right um, in the church. And I just thought this person was so awesome. And I was like, sheep's clothing yeah I get that definitely get that what you looking for oh I don't know what's your five year plan I don't know I have my whole five year plan I done manifested everything before I came out I done talked to Jesus I done did my prayer this this and that but I'm looking for your heart what do you got to show me yeah making excuses for people too you know just like when you when they show you who they are that's who they are accept it don't make excuses for them
So when right. you say, I do, your husband and wife, this person is now in charge of your life. If you have a mental health breakdown, this person signs off on the paper to say whether you stay in the institution or not. This person signs off on your um, resuscitation, your power of attorney. You're giving your life to this person. You know, I never thought about that, but you sure are. You signed your life over when you signed that marriage license. I do, and it's all cute and dandy. Unless you have your will, your legal documents, let me not get into the legal stuff, but unless you have all that in place, say you are in my accident. You and this person just got married a month ago. It don't matter if it was the next day. And you can't talk and you can't express what you need to have done, this person is now in charge. Wow. You are so right. (laughs) (laughs) I have, I'm a single mom. I have two boys. So for me to say I do, now this person has control over my full life unless I've got a power of attorney in place, my living will in place. But still, the doctors and medical staff are going to look for my spouse. Yes, that is so true. You out there, and it's all nice and cute, and yeah, we at Applebee's and this, this, and that. Look how they handle when they like <laughs> Why you had to say Applebee's? <laughs> Don't be two for 20 in me. <laughs> Can you live on the two for twenty forever? Are we gonna move back on the two for twenty? <laughs> yeah, I I love them. I ain't even gonna lie. I like the two for twenty. I, I, I can't complain. Yes, because sometimes it can be predatory. I learned that. <laughs> I did learn that. Because it, it's moving too fast. The love bombing, the, oh, you mind. You might as well cut everybody off type of thing. Call me when you get to where you going. You didn't call me. What's wrong? Whoa, whoa. whoa. Oh, a minute. You better talk to your top sister. Baby, you talk to that. I look up for that too many times. Oh, you talking to me. You ain't talking to nobody else. Sir, I don't even know you like that. Exactly. So what I'm talking about with you, I don't know what you're talking about. One, <laughs> and I done did all this work on me. I done built me up to kingdom status, and now I'm just gonna hand it over because me and you talk. I ain't talking to no more dukes, no more princes, no more kings in training. <laughs> he gotta be established. I'll call you, and that goes to the block list. <laughs> I know that's right. Like, no, like, no, 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 no. Because, uh, and I'll, um, I'll send you the link to last, I need to upload that for delayed gratification. But I was um, giving my testimony, just a recent dating um, that I did. So 
um, God talked me through the whole thing, Kizzy, and he was like, what is it that he told me? I just, the guy kept saying, like, well, we're together. I didn't think we were together. It was like long distance. So he kept, you know, trying to put in, like, oh, we're together, like, we're in a relationship, like, we lied, it's just not. And as soon as he said it, I was like, why? Like, any other time, I always thought it was cute. But I was like, why did he say that? Like, I never agreed to that. Hmm. I never said that's what it was. And then God said in my spirit, You're, you gave yourself to me, Monique. You don't even have your your body, your soul, your heart to give to somebody. You gave that to me. Hmm. You don't have that to give to me. That's deep. But he, he would just hand that to me like, you don't have that to give. Like, no, you need to say no. And what I took from that was, I have to be with somebody who loves my God and cares my God and puts and invests as much time as I do to God and worshiping him. So yeah. give me the permission to give myself to that person. Right now, this life, this isn't mine. I I know that's right because he's gonna be perfect for you. Come on. <laughs> I'm still my father's fence out there now. <laughs> Pull his fence down, or he's in the one. Because when God blesses you, and when you're in alignment with him, I know I'm gonna get blessed three times over versus me trying to go out here and somebody might not even bring a blessing. I'm gonna be trying to pray my way out of it again. <laughs> Exactly. You took the words right out of my mouth. strong to cry I, I don't want to cry or I don't need to cry and I was I, that's who I was I, I'm not crying in front of you I will not give you the satisfaction or if you do see me crying it's crying out of anger because yeah. I'm trying to keep myself back from doing something that I'm gonna regret so yeah it's crying is not a sign of weakness some people think it's a sign of weakness, but it's not a sign of weakness. And sometimes you have to be weak to be strong. So if Jesus can cry, I can cry. Ooh. Glory to God. I love that. 
Thank you. All of the support that I'm getting from out of nowhere, people who I didn't think was going to support or people who that I, I didn't know would support. Besides that, there is a guy at my job and I just happened to be showing him something. I think I was showing him what I make or whatever. And it, there was a painting in there that he saw the painting that I did from my brother and he happened to love the background. He's commissioned me. I've done two paintings for him. And I would and he paid me for them. And I was so excited because he is besides my brother, my brother promotes me like nobody's business, but he is one of my biggest supporters at work and stuff uh him and another guy that I make baskets and stuff for constantly they show pictures and they like how much do you think this should be worth type of thing and just for somebody to believe in me like that outside of family to the point where he I would bring the art to him at work and he would display it at his workstation and he would be like, hey, what do you think about this painting? Hey, what do you think about this painting? To different people, to random people, to he's even talked to people wailing Jacksonville, showed them the painting and it, it just, it gave me a sense of like, I can do this. Yeah. I can do this if I want to. Like I, I really can do this because I'm, I'm her. I'm that girl. I know that's right. <laughs> what? Don't play with her. She is not one of those. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, I love it, and I, I thank all of my supporters from, I have support well she's not in Atlanta right now she's in Mississippi but I have support in it Atlanta like every idea that I come up with she's like okay we can research that I'll look up some stuff for you if you need me to do this I'll do this for you she, she'll create any document on the sometimes I hate computers and so any document on the computer that I need that's that's her thing she's gonna send it to me and it's just the support for me. It really is. That's amazing. Well, I'm so glad to hear that. Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, after I do the recordings and the edits, then I will send you over links so that you can share with your supporters and post on your page and things as well so they can hear the shout out. Thank you. And thank, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed this. This was fun. Like, I, I thought I would be a little more nervous, but this was good. Good, good. I'm glad I went to create that safe place, and I prayed before I got on, and, you know, I I had been delaying of calling you because I was so excited, but I was like, Lord, help me to hear <laughs> you know what I mean, in the right way, in a respectable way, um, in a way that's going to shed light 
you know, and just and just make you know that you're in a safer place than my listeners are. And I appreciated that. Thank you so much. Because everybody doesn't know how to come to you or ask you the questions that need to be asked to generate the most, well, the I guess the best response or the best way to get it out for people to see. So you did an awesome job. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And God bless you. And I cannot wait for this air. And I'll definitely link up with you later when you're ready to do the rally and stuff like that. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>